Om Shri Sai Ram offering most humble pranams at the divine lotus feet of our ever present Lord invoking Bhagwan's benediction for today's talk dear listeners a very loving Sai Ram to all of you Om Sahana Vavatu Sahanau Bhunaktu Sahaviryam Karavavahai तेजस्वीनावधीतमस्तु मा विद्विषावहै ओम शान्ते शान्ते शान्ति हरि ओम तत्सत श्री साईश्वरार्पणमस्तु वासुदेवेन्द्र योगीन्द्रम नत्वा ज्ञानप्रदम गुरुम मुमुक्षूण becomes a jeevan mukta he becomes liberated whilst alive and the result of this is one becomes free from bondage of all karmas or actions that is what we saw and this brahma gnana the knowledge of brahman comes by aparoksha gnana which means immediate knowledge Paroksha gnana is the indirect knowledge which we get by inference and pratyaksha gnana is the direct knowledge that we get through the agency of the senses as opposed to these two the knowledge of brahman comes by aparoksha gnana which is called immediate knowledge as we saw it is immediate knowledge because it is not the knowledge about any object which is outside of us but it is the knowledge of the subject that we are and that which is very immediate to us which is the self itself and this knowledge for a jeevan mukta is not an intellectual concept but it is an immediate experience that i am brahman and when we say that he becomes free from the bondage of all karmas the question comes what are these karmas that are spoken of here so karmani kati vidhani santi iti chet agami sanchita prarabdha bhedena trividhani santi if a question is asked how many kinds of karmas are there the reply is there are three kinds of karmas namely agami sanchita and prarabdha before we go on with the text about the description of these three kinds of karmas let us first see what karma is and what are the laws of karma karma as vedanta defines is an action that is performed with bmi body mind intellect any of these or all of them together and with an intention there is a purpose or a motive to performing this karma itself and it is also backed up 
by the sense of doership that I am performing the karma, the sense of agency. So this is actually the definition of karma. See, if we see the 84 lakhs of species of beings that are there on this earth, only man has this ability to consciously build up the karma. That is why the human birth itself is known as karma yoni. It is the womb of karma. The birth itself is due to karma. And not only that, it is also known as yoga janma because only in this human birth, we can consciously build up karma and consciously choose to perform the type of actions that we want to do. And as a result of this, we alone are capable of rising, climbing the ladder of evolution and reach the pinnacle of this ladder, which is divinity itself. Whereas in every other species, this evolution happens by the push of nature and they cannot consciously perform any action and they will not be responsible also for the actions that these beings perform. That is the uniqueness of human birth and that is why Sri Shankaracharya in his monumental work Viveka Chudamani says Jentu Nam Narajan Madhullabham It is very difficult to get this human birth because the possibility of evolving into divinity exists only in human birth. And now let us see some of the laws of karma. The first law says Every action will produce a result which may or may not be seen immediately. So throughout our lifetime and across many many lifetimes, we keep on performing karmas and all these actions are karmas put together the entire bundle of the karmas which are yet to give results, which have not yet given results. That is the correct description. So, the entire bundle of karmas which we have collected across many, many lifetimes which have not yet borne fruit or produced result, that is known as Sanchita Karma. Chi means to collect, sam means samyak rupena, well, that which is collected well. This is the Sanchita Karma. Then the second law says, result is nothing but the cause in another form. So, which means if we focus on the action, if we take care of the action, the result is also taken care of by itself. That is why in our Sanatana Dharma it is said, when we perform good actions, what we earn is called punya or merit that leads to sukha or happiness. And when we perform undesirable actions, then we earn demerit or papa and that will lead to dukkha. So, this is the meaning of the second law. Then, the third law says, the result is governed by time and also cosmic laws. Which means, if in a garden, Various types of seeds are sown at the same time, say a mango seed, an orange seed or even a banana plant, these are all sown. 
and all these trees will yield fruit in different periods of time so the time frame is different for every sapling to become a plant a tree and to yield fruit similarly different types of karmas they give result they produce result in different frame of time or different periods of time and the results are determined not only by time but they are also determined by cosmic laws when we say cosmic laws it means various factors involved in performing the karma like the attitude with which we perform an action or the intention behind the action itself and also the value system that one is expected to follow while living in a society morality ethics they all come into picture and they are all accounted for by this cosmic laws there are six types of karmas that one commonly performs they are the nitya karma that is the daily duties that one has to perform and naimittika karma there are certain duties expected on certain special occasions like a death ceremony or a birth ceremony and all these special occasions in one's lifetime called as the shodasha samskaras and there are separate set of karmas for these and they are known as the naimittika karma the third type of karma is kamya karma the desire prompted action which we are all doing all the time expecting a result out of our action then there is this nishiddha karma called prohibitory action certain actions are prohibited in the society which we should not be indulging in and they produce a different type of result then the fifth type of karma is known as the prayaschitta karma once we have done a prohibitory action a nishiddha karma we are supposed to atone for it and there are certain methods prescribed and these are known as the prayaschitta karma and the last one is the upasana karma which is probably the highest type of karma where every action is done in the spirit of worship of the lord so all these factors come into play when we say that the results are governed by time and cosmic laws well who governs this cosmic laws it is the cosmic intelligence the cosmic intelligence for all of us simply is nothing but god of religion saguna brahman or ishwara we can all recollect that when we studied the characteristics of jiva and ishvara we saw that ishvara is karma phala dhata so this is the role that is played by god in this entire theory of karma and this theory of karma itself is nothing but the cause and effect theory see our intellect always asks a logical reason for everything that we do or everything that we get in our lifetime and when we know that when we are seeing a particular result there is a cause behind it so without a cause there cannot be a result and these make up the laws of karma so the theory of karma is nothing but the theory of cause and effect so the role of ishvara is karma phala data which means this ishvara is the facilitator of the results of karma 
he is the enabler he is the dispenser of the results of the karmas that we ourselves do that is the role of ishvara that is why bhagwan would often say see god is like a postman who delivers letters to your doorstep and depending upon the contents of the letter you feel either sad or happy and god is not responsible for your happiness or sorrow he only delivers the news to you and this is the role of ishvara in this entire laws of karma or the theory of karma so that is why it is beautifully said that god is nothing but the contractor who will execute the blueprint given to him by the architect and the architect is who we ourselves are the architects we perform the actions or karmas and prepare the blueprint and give it to god and god only executes this blueprint which means this god or cosmic intelligence he determines based upon time and also cosmic law which jivas should come together in which lifetimes in order to settle the karmic debt or in order to suffer or enjoy the consequences of the karmas that jivas have done and where they have to take birth and what are the circumstances that they have to face all these are put together by cosmic intelligence and or god so he is only the dispenser of the results of the actions that we ourselves do so that part of the karma which has produced this particular birth or our present birth and which determines the circumstances that are presented to us in this present lifetime that part of the karma is known as prarabdha karma or it is also translated into english as destiny or fate so prakarshena arabdhah arabdhah means that which has started prakarshena well that which has already started producing or giving results or fruit that is known as prarabdha karma or our destiny see since we ourselves have performed these actions and that is all giving result now that is why we say man is the maker of his own destiny so the destiny that we have got is not an independent effect or it is not by chance but it is our own choice that we ourselves have made and that is what we understand by prarabdha karma and whatever we have to face in this lifetime as a part of the prarabdha is our destiny then the fourth law says that the doer is the experiencer of the result which means whatever actions we perform we ourselves have to face the consequences and we cannot escape the results when we understand this we realize actually that why good people suffer and we stop asking such questions why god sends only the bad news to my address always and he targets me always or 
why do good people suffer or why do people who indulge in undignified acts they get away with everything and they are enjoying all these questions will come to an end when we understand that justice delayed is not justice denied and one day or the other or one lifetime or the other we have to face the consequences of our karmas so it also means we will be careful in performing the actions we will be alert as to not to build up a negative karma because we know we ourselves have to go through the consequences of these negative karmas see one of the examples given for this law is one of the stories from mythology from mahabharata that is told is when bhishma is lying on the bed of arrows the sharashaya and he is waiting for uttarayana to leave his body he is a ichamarani he can leave his body any time he wants then when his end is nearing he happens to ask lord krishna that consciously i have not performed any negative karma in my previous lifetimes also i have scanned all my previous lifetimes but in spite of that what is this fate i am going through why am i lying on this bed of arrows that is prepared by arjuna and why such a painful situation for me then lord krishna says you just go back to 70 lifetimes and beyond that and you will find the answer and when bhishma pitamaha he scans some more lifetimes he comes to know that 72 lifetimes earlier he was a tribal boy and one day he had consciously pricked the insect that he saw on his way and consciously he went on hurting the insect by pricking it with a pin and this insect after 72 lifetimes is born as arjuna and that arjuna is responsible for the bed of arrows that bhishma is facing now so this is what this fourth law of karma means then the fifth law says that the motive of action determines the merit of the action so if the intention is bad the result that we get is completely different or contrary to what we may expect at all this is the meaning of this law see a surgeon also cuts with certain intention with the intention of curing the patient whereas a person who commits a murder he also cuts with a different intention and the merit of this action the result of this action is determined the motive or the intention that is behind this action these are some of the laws of karma which put together give answer to various questions about karma that we may ask and when we say that the prarabdha is the destiny that the karma which has already started giving results and it has in fact produced this birth or this lifetime for us the commonly asked question is everything is predestined like this what is the role of free will 
So, destiny versus free will is one of the commonly asked questions and that question comes to all our minds also. See, if we look at the word free will itself, as Swami Vivekananda says, the word free will itself is an oxymoron, which means something which has already been willed or determined, where is the question of freedom? How can we say we are free to act? It has already been willed, isn't it? And similarly, wherever there is freedom for us, how can we say that it has been already willed? So, this word free will itself is not seen in our Sanatana Dharma as such and this is a terminology that is used mostly in Western theology. And the word that explains this freedom that we have in this particular lifetime, the limited freedom that we have, the word used in our Sanatana Dharma is self-effort or purushartha. That is the word which is used. So, everyone because of the buddhi that he is endowed with, the power of discrimination, we have certain freedom of action while we are working out our prarabdha karma, while we are going through the prarabdha karma or destiny in this lifetime. See, whatever karma that we build up while working out our prarabdha karma in this lifetime, which is yet to give result, that is known as Agami Karma. And if this Agami Karma has not produced result in this lifetime, if we have not reaped the result, the fruit, then what happens? This Agami Karma gets added to the big bag or bundle of Sanchita Karma itself. So, in relation to Agami Karma, we do have some freedom of action. We can choose three things actually, whether to act at all or whether not to act or how to act. So, that freedom is there in our hands and Swami would often say that it is like a cow that is tied with a small rope to a peg. And the cow can move about as long as the rope drags, that only in that circumference the cow has the movement. And similarly, this limited freedom we all have in relation to our Agami Karma, the karma we are building up while going through the destiny or Prarabdha Karma itself. That is why Swami would very beautifully say, what we meet is destiny, but how we meet is self-effort. In fact, one of the laws of karma itself says that every action produces two effects. One is the result of the karma, which is added to Sanchita karma, which becomes the Prarabdha karma in this present lifetime and which is yet to give result that we build up while going through the prarabdha itself and not only that, every action that we do, in fact, every thought and word that we indulge in, that not only produces a result, but it also produces a vasana or a deep impression in our subconscious and we are also born with these vasanas when we come into this world and it is these vasanas, the deep-seated tendencies or impressions that determine 
our reaction or response to a situation our choices and even our character even that is also there so this lifetime is what we have got in order to work out not only our prarabdha karma but also to exhaust our prarabdha vasanas and also there is a possibility for us not to build up any new karma at all and that is when when this cycle of this birth and death comes to an end and this is the limited freedom that we have all got and this is called kartum shakya which means we are free we can choose the option to act at all akartum shakya not to act at all we may choose not to react to a particular situation out of our vasana or we can even choose our response which is called anyatha kartum shakya we can even choose how to respond to a situation and the best thing to do is to exercise our self control and choose a response which is in alignment with the goal that we have set for ourselves this limited freedom we have all got and this is what is loosely termed as free will and when we read all these the laws of karma what we understand that is most of our destiny is predetermined and we have to go through what we have done and we ourselves have to suffer or enjoy the consequences but swami assures us the law of karma is not an iron law swami says by dedication by purification which invites benediction its effects can be modified and its rigor mitigated so do not despair do not lose heart and this is what bhagwan says and then he goes on to say see this is this convincing message from the paripurna avatar who says i assure you you need not suffer from karma as you believe when a severe pain torments you the doctor gives you a morphine injection and you do not feel the pain though it is still present in the body grace is like morphine the pain is not felt though you go through the experience or the lord can save a man completely from the consequences also as was done by me for the bhakta whose paralytic stroke and heart attacks i took over a few months ago during the guru purnima week that is in july 1963 and this is the reassurance of the lord so we need not lose our heart when we think about all these laws of karma and we can use our purushartha the self effort itself to do seva and sadhana and earn the grace of the lord and this grace of the lord as swami himself says is like the insurance which you can draw without any limit at times of your need and this grace is capable of mitigating the magnitude of the consequences that we have to go through because of our prarabdha and that is the greatness of earning the grace of the lord of course for which our self effort is very essential or the consistent application of the purushartha in the right direction 
to earn the grace of the lord and this is on us and this we ourselves have to do we have also seen in our personal lives itself many a time like how we have been saved by the grace of the lord and this is actually the beauty of being a devotee and this is also the blessing of being a devotee of the lord a prayer of anguish from the heart of the devotee can melt god's heart and change the destiny of a person see the life of great devotee markandeya is a classic example of this and god himself changed the destined lifespan of markandeya we shall see more about the self effort or purushartha in our coming session and i will conclude with the shanti mantra om purnamadah purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnamevavashishyate om shanti 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 hari om tat sat shri sai ishwarar panamastu i am thankful to bhagwan for this blessing of speaking to all of you i thank team radio sai and every one of you jai sai ram